My latest book has been released. Chunks of Terror, Volume 1. Over 20 scary stories are waiting for you. Go to Amazon and search for Chunks of Terror or go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. It's not easy being a clown. I'm known as Red Bud the Clown, and I absolutely love my job. I wear a bright red Afro-style wig, my face is painted white, and I have red stars painted around each of my eyes. I wear a big red nose, and my mouth is painted into a thick, cheerful, permanent smile. I wear a white baggy clown suit accented by a red neck ruffle, bright soft puffy red buttons down the front, red gloves, and elongated red and white clown shoes. I specialize in everything anyone might want out of a clown. I honk my nose. I wear flowers that squirt water. I'm a master at pratfalls and making world-class balloon animals. I can face paint, work wonders with bubbles, sing goofy songs, dance silly jigs, juggle just about anything, limbo with the best of them, tell funny jokes, do magic tricks, and bring any introverted kid out of their shell. But most of all, I'm a master at putting smiles on people's faces. It's not an easy job, you know. It takes high energy and a lot of stamina. I am part comedian, part performer, and part athlete. But it's all worth it to make people happy. I consider myself an ambassador of joy. My schedule was constantly full with birthday parties and hospital shows. They say if you want to be happy in life, find a way to make money doing something you love. And that's exactly what I was able to do. Until recently. My world was turned upside down by cholrophobia, better known as the fear of clowns. All of these horror movies and Halloween haunts have cast an ominous light on the clown world and has put a serious hurt on the business. Nowadays, most people who want to hire a clown for a birthday party or hospital show request no face paint. They claim the face paint scares too many people. No face paint? That's not even a real clown. I refuse to participate in society's removal of the traditional clown. Thus, I had to find other ways to make a living doing what I loved. For a while, I was part of a clown troupe for a traveling circus. 
This involved a lot of pie throwing, riding unicycles, walking tightropes, piling into tiny cars, juggling dangerous objects, and endless pratfalls. It was good work and decent money, but eventually my body wouldn't hold up. Hey, you try doing a full 360 flip and fall on a banana peel 12 times a day and let me know how you feel the next morning. The physicality of the circus was so rough that I thought being a rodeo clown might not take as much of a toll on my body. And I was correct, until the night I tripped over my clown shoes and was almost gored to death by a bull. I tried my hand at a cruise ship clown but found out the hard way that I get major seasickness. I quickly discovered that nobody likes a vomiting clown. Eventually, I got desperate and had to start taking jobs that were an insult to the clown industry. I was heavily recruited by several Halloween haunts. I explained to them over and over that I was not a scary clown. I was a traditional fun clown. But it turns out that's exactly what they wanted. The way they put it was that nothing is scarier than a clown that doesn't realize they're scary. I basically did my birthday routine, but instead of people laughing with delight, they recoiled in fear. Those gigs paid well, but were seasonal, so then I found myself plummeting into the bizarre world of odd jobs for clowns. The first odd job I had was in a gigantic gothic-style mansion. To my surprise, there were no children to be found, just one attractive woman in her 50s. She paid me to do my birthday act while she watched and pleasured herself. Apparently, there's an entire clown fetish world that I never knew existed. Those people are known as colrophiliacs. I made it clear to these types of people that I wasn't some kind of clown whore. I would not perform sexual acts, but that was fine with them. They simply enjoyed doing sexual things while I did my traditional act. Now I wasn't giving them smiles. I was giving them orgasms. It was odd, but my work schedule was starting to fill up again. I tried to convince myself that I was still spreading joy, just in a more peculiar way. One night, I thought I was on a typical colrophiliac job. I was given a code to an apartment complex and the key to an apartment. I was instructed to stand in the living room in the dark until the lights came on, then I was supposed to begin my performance. Turns out, the owner of the apartment was not expecting me. She was a woman in her 20s who was deathly frightened of clowns. Her boyfriend hired me as a gag. I was furious, but honestly, the gig paid handsomely, and suddenly I found myself being hired left and right to scare people. I made it clear that I was a happy clown, and I would not try to frighten anyone. And again... I was informed that was exactly what they wanted. One day in early fall, I got hired for the strangest job yet. I received a call from a man whose voice was electronically altered. He gave me directions that took me down a long, lonely gravel back road. There was no civilization to be seen, no houses, no side roads, nothing. I'm not sure where this road led, but luckily I didn't have to find out. I was told to stop next to a huge, burnt tree. He said I couldn't miss it, and he was right. The tree must have been struck by lightning as it was completely charred black. 
At the base of a tree I was told that I would find a rusty metal candy tin. I was instructed to remove the item within the tin and follow the directions. The candy tin looked antique. It was for some brand of tea that I had never heard of. I instinctively peered around to make sure no one was watching, but obviously that wasn't something I had to worry about being this far out in the sticks. I removed the candy tin and found a key to a P.O. box at a post office in a nearby town. Inscribed on the key were the numbers 111. I drove to the post office, unlocked P.O. box 111, and found a large manila envelope. What I found inside the envelope made my jaw drop. There was a wad of cash, an excessive amount of $100 bills. I quickly thumbed through the bills and guessed it to be in the neighborhood of $10,000. This was my payment. Along with the money was a small sheet of paper. Typed on the paper was an address and these simple instructions. Stand outside. My GPS took me to a fancy Victorian-style house in a well-to-do neighborhood. Donned in my classic clown outfit, I did as the paper said. I stood outside the front door. It was approximately 10 minutes later when I heard an array of police sirens that kept creeping closer and closer until the neighborhood was a strobe of red and blue lights. As I turned around to see what the hubbub was about, I was met by a flurry of police officers rushing toward me with their guns drawn. Hands up, clown! I wasn't even given a chance to comply before I was tackled to the ground, roughed up, handcuffed, and then shoved into the back of a police car. I sat in the interrogation room for over an hour before the detectives arrived and told me to watch the monitor in the corner of the room. On the screen, static-infused security footage emerged. I gagged as I watched a man bludgeon a woman to death with a meat tenderizer mallet. The man was dressed as a clown, but not just any clown. He was dressed as Redbud the Clown. Me. I explained to the police what happened and presented them with the P.O. box key, the cash, and the type note that I found within, but upon investigation, they discovered that the P.O. box was rented by someone known as Redbud the Clown. I was had. They told me they had suspected the woman's husband to be the murderer due to him recently taking out a six-figure life insurance policy on his wife. But since they had video evidence appearing to be me murdering the woman, coupled with the fact that I was standing outside the door shortly after the murder had taken place, it let him off the hook. In the future, if I ever get out of prison, I guess I should make sure I have indisputable proof as to who is hiring me for a clown job and exactly why. It's not easy being a clown. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. <laughs>
We'll see you soon. Very soon. Fragments of Fright, the complete series, is now available. All five volumes of the international best-selling series bundled together into one convenient, horrifying collection. Go to Amazon and search for Fragments of Fright, complete series, or go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a bunch of them, and most of them are free with Kindle Unlimited. Don't have Kindle Unlimited? No problem. They're all priced pretty cheap. Go to maniacontheloose.com slash books.